pour too much salt on, or if you make salt the meal, it ruins it, does it not? But salt is meant to be, like this scripture said, a seasoning. It is meant to add flavor to the food. I love the role that the message puts it. It says this, bring out the God flavors of this earth. That means that those flavors are already there. The presence of God is already there. And our role is not to come and take over and pour, dominate with salt, but to sprinkle a little bit of flavor in there and bring out the God that is in everyone. To bring out the God flavors, not to be the be all and end all. That's what he calls us to be. He then goes on and says the example of light. And Jesus uses this example. He says, bring out the God colors in the world. The purpose of light is to reveal what is already there. If you walk into a dark room, you cannot see. But when the light goes on, the light reveals the God colors already present. Light on its own can be a bit in your face. Who's ever walked into a bright light and just like, it's offensive, isn't it? But the right light can change a room. The right lighting can make a room come alive. You've seen it whenever anyone's done anything to do with real estate. They do all these kind of tricks with lighting to make a room look amazing. And then you go look at it in real life and you go, oh. Because <laughs> they use little things, little tricks with lighting. And they present things. And they, but they, what they're doing is they're bringing out the best element of something. And Jesus calls you and I, he calls anyone that says, I want to be a follower of him. He calls us to be like salt and he calls us to be like light. But what does that mean for you and I? What does that mean in the real world? Yeah, it's great to, you know, quote these scriptures. Yeah, we're called to be salt and light. But what does that actually mean Monday to Friday? I love the way the message goes on. I think it tells us. It says this, be generous with your lives. By opening up to others, you'll prompt people to open up with God. I honestly think being salt and light can be as simple as doing life together. By being in each other's world. By doing life together and having no other agenda other than to love God and to love others. By doing that, you are adding flavor and you are adding light to a world that you already are in. Paul Bartlett talks about a shift we need to make in the church, and I think it's a shift we all need to make in our own hearts, and it's this shift. It's a shift from telling to listening. I think for a long time, and we, we do have a message to tell, I'm not denying that, but I do think we need to make a shift as human beings, as Christians, where we go, you know what, I'm here to listen. I'm here to get in your world. I'm here to find out what your Monday's been like, what your year's been like. Not here to give you, to tell you all the answers. Yeah, we might talk about some of the answers that I've found in my life, but my primary purpose today is to sit and to listen. It's a shift from telling to listening. It's a shift from fault-finding to bringing out and encouraging the made in the image of God that I believe is in every person. Question for you this morning. How do you show someone that you love them? Have a think about that. Anyone here familiar with the teaching on the five love languages? And husbands, I'm about to help you out. <laughs> if you don't know what your wife's love language is, this little survey soon, you will find out without having to ask that awkward question. What's your love language? The five love, this is the theory. It says that most human beings like to be loved in one of the five following ways. 
There's one or two that are dominant. And you not only like to be loved that way, but you also show that love that way. And this is what they are. They are gifts, quality time, words of affirmation, acts of service, and physical touch. Show of hands here, here this morning, who's a gift person? Who loves to give gifts and loves to receive gifts and you feel loved when that happens? Come on, put them up, be proud. It's a good time, Christmas is coming. Who here likes quality time? Quality time. All right, words of affirmation. That can be said words or written words. For you, it's not about the gift, it's about the words in the card. Boring. No. Easy. Free, that's right. I'm terrible at it, I know that. All right, what about acts of service? Love language is the vacuum cleaner. Do the dishes. All right, last one, physical touch. This is all the huggers. You know, the people that come to church and they can't help but hug you. All right, now you know how the people at your table like to be loved and show love. I want you to pause for a second, though. Out of those love languages, only one of them involved words. And those words were words of affirmation, not words of telling what's wrong with your life. Not words of telling you the truth. But words of telling you the truth about you. Bringing out the God character or the God color in you. And I think that's the shift we need to make. Less telling, more listening. And if you can't help yourself when you've got to tell them, tell them what God thinks about them. Tell them that they are loved. Tell them that they are chosen. Tell them that they are a child of God. Tell them the good news that Jesus thinks about them. Think listening, a challenge for all of us. We need to get better at listening. And I'll say it again for those who weren't listening. Let's give more time to listening than we do to telling. I'm not saying there's not a time and place for telling people the good news about Jesus. Christmas is a great opportunity for that. I just think we need to get our focus off the telling and more onto the listening. And I think that listening is like the little pinch of salt. But I think telling and in-your-face telling, if I could just rip this off, that would be great, is like this. And this one is for you, Jack. It's insulting. You like that? Seriously, though, it's like an assault. See what I did there? Stop. Move on. Go back to the bonbon jokes. They're way better. But seriously, though, I think loving people without an agenda, bringing out the God flavor and the God color in them will make you stand out will make you like a city on a hill, to use the words that Jesus used. Will make your light shine in a way that stands out and people can't help but notice. Not because you're great at telling, but because you're great at listening. Not because you're great at giving an agenda, but because you're great just simply at loving with no strings attached. Nelson Mandela, when he was inaugurated as the Prime Minister of South Africa, we've got a few South Africans in the room. There's a few of you, I know. You're invading our town. 
I'm joking. I love the South Africans. You're too good at rugby and you're too good at cricket. Hmm? Well, I'll move on because let's not talk about cricket. We'll talk about Nelson Mandela. When he became the Prime Minister of South Africa, I think we've got a picture of him. Everyone knows. I, I was actually shocked when I did the Google search that it wasn't Morgan Freeman because that's just who I associate. It. Have we got that picture, Elijah? That's what he actually looks like, not Morgan Freeman. But when he became the Prime Minister, he quoted, and it's, this quote is often attributed to him, but it's actually written by Marianne Williamson. And this is what she says. She says, Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. I love what it says there on your screen. Born to make manifest the glory of God that's within us. Not just in some, but in everyone. And for me, I think about this. If God is love, then when we love, we are demonstrating or we are manifesting God the most clearest. The most clear way we can manifest the glory of God is by loving one another. 1 John 4, 9 talks about this. It says, God showed us how much he loved us by sending his one and only son, that we might have eternal life through him. This is real love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. Dear friends, since God loved us that much, we surely ought to love each other. Verse 12 is the key. No one has ever seen God. But if we love each other, God lives in us. And listen to this. And his love is brought to full expression in us. When we are loving one another, his love is brought to full expression. His love is on show. His glory is manifest and made known to the world when you and I are loving one another. I think loving one another is the greatest way of shining our light. I don't know about you, but I grew up in church and I was always thought shine your light was all about doing big dynamic things, big shows, big telling, big events, and they're all good. But I'm challenged by what Mother Teresa said. She said, if you want to change the world, if you want to shine your light, go home and love your family. Love one another. At home is a great place to start. But I'm also aware that for some of you, it can be a difficult place to start. It can be an incredibly challenging place to start by loving one another in your home. What about the difficult people in your world? Anyone got any difficult people in their world? Anyone sitting at the table with them? No, no, don't put your hand. Do you know, I reckon... I reckon Christmas has a great way of bringing out the difficult people in our world. 
whether that be at Green Hills trying to get a park, <laughs> or whether it be at the family lunch and the person you've got to sit next to that you really don't get along with, Christmas has a way of bringing out those difficult people. I read this great um, tweet by Paul Scanlon last night. He said this, Be open, curious, and vulnerable to new people, places, and experience. Exposure to things beyond our comfort zone is good for us humans, and especially us Christians. See, it's great to say, love one another, but what about the difficult one? What about the one that's hard to love? What about the one that doesn't love you back? That's when this whole thing gets real. But that's what we're called to be, to be salt and light, bringing out the God flavor that's in every person. I'll finish with some wisdom this morning from a guy by the name of Bob Goff. I don't know if you know him, but he's a lawyer. So he's all about justice and the law and truth, but he's been incredibly challenged about loving people unconditionally. Some of his stories are incredible. But he says this, I'm just reminded that God makes people and people make issues. But people aren't issues. People are people. People are people created in the image of God. People that we are called to love. Then he says this, I think all of heaven is leaning over the rails, hoping we'll go across the room, the campus, the street, to someone who hasn't been that easy to love and will express love without an agenda. Really, what is it to be light and salt? Simply it's this, to love without an agenda. To love our family, but also to love the difficult ones. To love the stranger. To love the one that we disagree with. To love those in our world no matter what. And it's not easy. I know humanity is flawed. I know I'm flawed. I know the church is flawed because we're people. But we're not called to love perfect people. We're called to love all people. And my prayer for all of us this Christmas is that rather than pointing out flaws in those around us, our aim would be to bring out the best in each other. Our aim would be to bring out the God flavors and God colors that are all around us. That's my prayer this morning. The final verse, Hebrews 10, 24, the writer puts it this way. He says, Discover creative ways to encourage others and to motivate them towards active of compassion, doing beautiful works as expressions of love. I want to pray this morning as we come around the table that this would be our mandate and our call. Can we pray together? God, we thank you. We thank you that you loved us so much. You gave us the greatest gift by giving us your son. You gave us life and life to the full. And I pray that this Christmas, God, we would get better at listening. We would get better at loving unconditionally. We would get better at loving with no strings attached, but just simply loving because that's what you called us to do. God, I pray that for us as individuals and also us as a church, that we would be the salt and the light that you've called us to be. We thank you, God, for the opportunities that you will bring our way to do these things. We pray that you would give us the wisdom and the strength to act them out and to live them. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Before we sing, when I say we sing, you know what I mean. They sing, we listen. <laughs> if you're here this morning and you don't know the love of God, you don't know what it is to know
this Jesus that we are celebrating, you don't know that you are loved, called and chosen, then I want to invite you to come and have a chat. Come and have a conversation with me about how you can discover this life and life to the full. You can see myself. You can see Ali who was up here before. You can talk to someone at your table. We're not going to do a, a response like we would normally in our service. I just simply put it out there. There's people in this room that know Jesus Christ and the difference he makes in their life. And I encourage you to talk to one of them or to talk to me about how Jesus can make that difference in your world. We're going to sing, and then we're going to wrap up. Over to you guys.